Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 727, recorded live on May 28, 2022. And here are your hosts, man who might be on the fence about fireworks, Dave Play. Hey, that's me. And the man who would like the world to know that he really doesn't like fireworks, Andy Lowe. Hi. You, you hate fireworks at this yes. point, I'm sure. Yes, yes, I do. Did somebody launch fireworks tonight and wake up one or both of your children? Um, yes, launching fireworks and not wake up because she still was not going to sleep. Oh, no. Waking up requires you to, you know, have fallen but asleep. still aggravating and angering and annoying the child. Yes. And making it harder to put her to sleep Mm -hmm. because fireworks. Literally loud noises. Yep. Loud noises. Literally people's money going up in smoke. You could say the same thing about like uh, about a uh, a stove, right? Like an outdoor, the solo stove. That's true. Yes. Or about any sort of firearms or about... Like, there's a lot of things that you could say literally going up in smoke. Yes, but with how quickly, you know, if I buy... Oh, fireworks are damn expensive. Yes, I was going to say, like, if I bought a cord of wood... It would last you three nights with the solo stove. (laughs) We still have to crack ours out at some point. This is what happens. Uh, we We picked it up for Black Friday. Yeah. And that was in November. And then it sat there all winter. Yep. And, and now we didn't we're, use it. Now we're finally into, you know, like, decent campfire weather. Well, it's it's Memorial Day weekend, Andy. Yep. Like, this weekend is supposed to be the start of spring, right? Like, or summer, not spring, summer. So, like, this is the weekend that you should be outside, like, opening up the grill and, and building the stove. There, I don't think I even have to build it. I think it's literally take it out of the container. Um, but like starting the, the, the campfire and like, that's this weekend. That's the point of this weekend, isn't it? <clears throat> well, this point of this weekend is technically Memorial Day. Well, yeah. And, and like the fallen troops and yeah, but like culturally it's not no. right. Culturally it's ah Memorial Day, go outside, grill, national pride, refrigerator sales. I actually, um, there's a problem <clears throat> with our grill. Our What's the problem with your grill? Um, well, there's a leak somewhere in the system. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not good. No. Um, That's a gas leak. Yes. Yeah, so I had gotten a new tank of propane, yep. put the new tank of propane on the grill, used it yep. one time, and then I go and to use the it. the tank was empty? tank was empty, and I'm like, well, shit. That's, that's a $40 leak right there. <laughs> yep. So we're actually part part of the Memorial Day sales was uh, I just buying a new grill. I just bought a new grill. What, what did you get? Also, am I going to have a Weber grill when we go up to Manistee? I got to double check that. OK, there's like I said, there's one at work because like I could try and disassemble mine <laughs> and bring it up there. If we like if that's the, the set that needs to happen. Like, tell me sooner rather than later. No, no, I'll or, find out at work. Or... Work, work's been a little crazy this week. Or, there is a Meyer out there. Yes, there is just, a Meyer out there. Saying we could always do the Andy Lowe PlayStation 3 special. I don't think that will be... <clears throat> a, a used grill is a little bit harder to return. Is it? <laughs> Are you sure about that? <clears throat> no, I've never tried. <clears throat> I have not tried to return a grill. I mean, how much is a like a good new Weber grill? A charcoal grill about 120. If I looked up my prices just recently, 
Okay. You don't have a charcoal Weber grill at home, right? No, I do propane because most of the time my grilling is, um, I come home. You you don't have time to let the coals heat up? No. Because, like, you could just buy yourself a nice charcoal Weber grill. (laughs) Kate is saying there will be a grill for you in Manistee. Okay, charcoal grills. <clears throat> Holy crap, some of these are expensive. Yep. Yeah, it looks like you could pick up a Home Depot charcoal grill for 129 Okay. But no, um, I'm actually going down to a two-burner Weber okay. from our three-burner charbroil. Um, because for, for your new grill. Yes, for the <clears throat> new grill. Because uh, Weber's got a 10-year warranty. Yep. And most of the time, I'm never actually, I I don't, I think there has literally been one time in the six years we've owned that grill. That's, yes, that's true. Two of those six years has been COVID lockdown. So Mm. those may or may not count. But I can literally count just one time that I've actually used all three burners on that grill at the same time. 90% of what I cook is either... Four hot dogs or four hamburger patties, which require one burner. Space. Yeah. <clears throat> so I looked at a higher quality, smaller grill, and there we go. <laughs> one that hopefully A, won't uh, at one point catch on fire, and B, um, not have a gas leak. So we'll see how that goes. That'll be next week. But yes, no, yeah, you were talking about Memorial Day sales. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at grills and then I was also, <laughs> we were also looking at shelving downstairs in the basement. Ooh. Because there was a, uh, there's a spring, I don't know if, does your neighborhood have this where they have like a big item pickup for trash? Not that I'm aware of. Oh. I need to like register and say there's a big item and then they, um, they send you a sticker to put on it and they don't pick it up without the sticker. Oh, the city here once a year in the spring has their big item pickup. So you just literally take well, there's, there's, you know, some caveats of what you're allowed to put out on the curb. But whatever you put out on the curb that week first gets picked off by all the scrap metal guys. Yeah. <laughs> so many broken down pickup trucks with trailers just circle in the neighborhood like vultures. Really? Oh, my God. It's, is, is the scrap metal that valuable? Did I talk about this with you or it's actually, it's, it's a decent price right now. It's not great, but it's, it's you know, uh, last, when I dropped off all the stuff from when I took down the tower, towers last year, that was 200, I think 220 bucks a ton for steel. Copper prices are probably high too. Okay. But like a ton of steel is a lot of steel. Yeah. So like, is it worth the time, effort, gas, etc.? Some people think so. Uh, copper is 430 a pound right now. That's quite a bit. Yes. Uh, here in Michigan, I'm looking at my local scrapyard. Uh, insulated copper wire, dollar thirty nine a pound, just for just wire. Uh, Three dollars a pound for just regular copper scrap. So, yeah, well, scrap metal. You know, I always see the um, the people are doing like you know electronic drives, like you know drop off your electronics and you know we won't charge you for it. And I'm sitting there going like, yeah, because you're gonna make you're gonna make a pretty penny on it. Yep. But you know what? I'm it's, I'm okay with that. Yes, because I'm better to I feel recycle. Better if someone else, right? Like I, it would cost money. Someone's going to pay the money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. One of the things that I've been doing this year, Andy, speaking of recycling electronics, is just, like, collecting a bunch of electronic shit that some of it went into my my personal, like, repurpose 
box, uh, which is going downstairs next to the 3D printer and all the, like, Raspberry Pi and Arduino stuff. Um, so that's things where, like, I might want this motor, or I bet you there's, like, some really good shit in here. Uh, and then there's the pile of Andy gets to scrap this. Yeah, I got a room of that downstairs at the office, and I'm supposed to go through with that, but then everything at work keeps breaking. Yeah, so I've got a couple really old hard drives for you. I've got, like, a laptop for you. Okay. Uh, an Alienware, in fact. Nice. Although I might try one more time to save that. All right. Hey, that's up we'll, to you. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. I've got a month. <clears throat> I, I will be taking the trailer up to Manistee this year because I'm taking up a whole bunch of patio furniture, so... Oh, perhaps you could take up a Weber grill. That was the idea. <laughs> <laughs> or you could take down a brand new Weber grill. No, I don't need a new... I'm, well, I'm getting a new Weber grill, but not... <laughs> I mean a Weber charcoal grill. Yes. No, I'm I'm fine with propane because... <laughs> When we want food, I've got, you know, maybe a half hour to cook it. Yeah, hard to plan around a, a Weber grill, like a charcoal yeah. grill. You know what I tried also, recently, actually? It's delicious. I actually tried doing yeah. frozen hamburger patties in the convection oven. That sounds... <laughs> Do you know what that sounds like, Andy? What does that sound like? It, it sounds like you've given up. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And I, I respect that. I understand that. Like, that's, that's not anything to be ashamed of, but it definitely sounds like defeat. Well, that was when I found out there was no gas in the propane grill. Yeah. It was like, but like you didn't even put it in, in like a pan. You're just like, you know what? Oven. Bake them. Yeah. Baked burgers. That's where it is. I mean, come on, man. You've got the cast iron skillet. Yeah, and they're frozen hamburger patties. Yeah, they're not going to take much longer on the cast iron. I was trying to do all four of them at the same time. My cast iron's not that big. Okay. They did need to be seared at the end, though. Yeah. It's kind of. <laughs> yeah, I bet they did. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! It was done. Nope. It was they were they were right temperature done wise. They just needed a, a sear on the outside. Yeah. I mean, you could have like you could have sous vide them instead, and then seared them. Yes, I know, but the, the trying to get the water up to temperature. Turns out there is a rapid preheat mode in our oven for the convection side. So that's actually a pretty what fast. What is rapid preheat? It just pumps a shit ton of energy in there? Yes. Uh, instead of using just the um, the heating coils, there's something else going on in there, too, with the, the fan as well. Yeah. I have to look up the exact specifics of it, but I've been, I've been doing tests with my oven to find out the fastest way to preheat the oven. And so far, that is the best one. Okay. I perhaps should explain the noises coming from over here. The, the coughing? Uh, as, do you remember as the, last week? The, the last week experience of my car and, like, the car getting towed. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure they fucked one of my shocks. Because the car squeaks now. Oh. So I'm pretty sure loading it or unloading it off the truck, they just, like, screwed one of the shocks. I, I don't know what to do about that. But I'm pretty sure the resale value of the car just dropped by, like, a tenth. Well, if I remember anything from the few times I've had to deal with towing companies, they are not mm -hmm. responsible for any damage that they cause. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, because they, they have a very successful lobby. Yes. So, yeah, I believe that entirely. So... Um, Friday, the Friday afterwards, uh, I, which is to say the day before we recorded last, my cousin who was there and was a part of all of this 
tested positive for COVID. And then my mom tested positive for COVID. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then I tested positive for COVID. Oh, welcome to the party. Yeah. The party that everybody says, oh, don't worry about it. This is all over. And then Laura tested positive for COVID. Oh. Because we were dumb and, like, didn't do anything with me here. Ours was just like, okay, yeah, as soon as, you know. When I was telling people after Isaac tested positive, they're like, yeah, you can't really quarantine away from a four-year-old. A four-year-old. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. Nor should it. Like... What would that do to the child? Be like, sorry, sweetie, we cannot see you, touch you, or be near you. Yes, or we'll have you to, you know. You're going to be in your room all alone. Or, you know, <laughs> masked up the whole time. It just, no. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's also why you're going to be hearing lots of coughing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, are you out from I've work for the week through, or what? Well... <laughs> I should have been, I mean, I'm home from work for the week and I, I should have not worked, but I totally tried to work and it was just not good. It was a bad idea. It was a very, very bad idea to try to work from home while I was as sick as I was. Uh, and I also had like, I had a week, Andy. I had a week. You remember I was telling you at the end of the recording that like, okay, now I've just got to like wait up an hour so I can find out if the uh, the ETL process ran properly because I had volunteered to watch this ETL process before I got sick. Uh, it didn't run properly. So I think on Saturday, I was up until like 2.30 troubleshooting it. Sunday night going into Monday, I was up until two o'clock trying to troubleshoot it. <coughs> Monday night, I got someone else to cover for me, and they were up until 4 o'clock in the morning trying to troubleshoot it, because, like, things just kept going wrong. Different things kept going wrong each time. It was a bad, bad week. Monday night into Tuesday, I stayed up to, like, 2.30 training someone to do this, because now someone on the third shift is responsible for it, so I don't have to stay up late anymore. It was a bad week. Do, do you want to hear my work week? I, I I heard about your power shutdown. Well, no, no. On uh, Monday, yeah, I get a, a call saying, "Hey, um, the Battle Creek station's off the air," and I'm just like, "Shit, that's not right." So I, you know, I go out to my car and I turn it on, and I can hear it, and I'm like, "Okay, well, the I can hear the FM." Because there's okay. an FM, and then there's also an AM. The AM is actually the main signal. The FM is the what we call a translator. So I switch over to the AM, but I'm kind of out of the coverage area for it, so I can't hear anything. So then I have to drive over to Battle Creek, and of course the AM is off the air. And this is uh, one of the brand new AM transmitters. Um, I think less than less than ten years old. Okay. And I'm you know I'm looking. It's a newer one, so it actually has an actual GUI interface. And it has, you know, a digital display and it keeps, you know, it keeps track of everything. Okay. So I'm reading the display and I can't, I'm just like, it looks like this thing just randomly during the middle of the day just had a power failure in its, you know, amplifier. And that was it. And I'm like, well, that seems very strange. I don't, I don't get it. So I'm trying to like going, okay, is there something wrong with the antenna setup? So I have to like walk out to all four of these towers in this huge 20 acre plot of land. That, of course, nobody has mowed. Everything looks fine in the towers. I'm like, I can't figure... Why did this thing suddenly mess up? Well, it turns out nobody set the clock on the transmitter because 
the guy who installed it, the transmitters never had clocks back then. So right. why would you set the clock? <laughs> um, I presume you, you needed to set the clock for something. Well, the the log telling me uh-huh. all the problems was off. Oh, because the log used the clock that no one set. Yes. <clears throat> so once I, in my head, translated the time to what the correct time is... Yeah. Turns out the uh, power failure happened during the middle of that massive lightning storm that we had on Saturday. Ah. And so most likely lightning hit something and fried the transmitter, which this actually wasn't the first time this has happened. Going through some of the old emails, uh, five years ago, it looks like this site also got hit by lightning again. In a poor site. Yeah. <coughs> Especially since after that lightning strike, I actually had gotten the manufacturer of the transmitter to have somebody come by and take a look at it and give us suggestions on how to mitigate lightning disasters. And I'm guessing none of that stuff actually got implemented. So Whose responsibility is it to implement it? Well, now it's my responsibility. Okay, Back all but five then, years ago it wasn't. No. And the man whose responsibility it was is now dead, so I can't ask him, so... <laughs> There's that. Okay, yep. um, so I had uh, Monday into Tuesday and Wednesday, there was an old transmitter from the, because we had bought the AM station from somebody else. So we had gotten the old transmitter in the deal because AM transmitters are basically built for that frequency. So there's not an easy way to transfer frequencies. It would be normally around 10 grand or so the last time I talked to somebody about, you know, retuning a transmitter. Um, so we got the old transmitter. So in my head, I'm trying to, you know, everybody's like, oh, that thing doesn't work. That doesn't work. It never, you know, people are like, it never worked. I'm sitting there going thinking, I swear, I remember hearing it was working five years ago, but I don't see any, you know, there was one line mentioned in one email saying that, you know, the kid gotten the Harris up and running and then covered the outage. I'm like, so I swear this is possible. But of course there's no manual, you know, outside of that one line of notes, it's like, okay, I can't figure this out. The buttons on the front, you know, I, I find he actually wired it up for power and he wired it up into the antenna system, but none of the front panels are working. <coughs> so talk to a couple of people and they're like, oh yeah, I think that the, the buttons were bad. So rather than try and fix the buttons, he set it up to run it through a remote control in the back. So I had to figure out what all the wires for the remote control did when I actually found the manual at a completely different location and got it up and running. And I'm like, okay, that's the first part. <laughs> now let's, you know, send this other thing in for repair. I asked, you know, I, I called up the manufacturer and there's amplifiers actually uh, 12 of these phone size circuit boards for the actual amplifier. And luckily they had a video on YouTube saying, hey, how to check your amplifier. So I actually was able to test these things. And they're like, okay, the, each of those modules is 660 bucks. Or we can you can send the whole unit in for 30, I think 3,200. Okay. So there's a tipping point. It's as soon as you find six bad modules. It's better to send the whole thing in. Yeah. So as soon as I hit six modules, I called them up and I'm like, all right, I need an RMA for this whole unit. <laughs> so we have to, I have to get that all taken care of. But then uh, Thursday, we were getting a new printer, cop, printer, copier, scanner, one of those big multifunction one, office ones installed up in Holland. And then Thursday night, the power was going out at the Battle Creek studio in the high rise. So that was supposed to be 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. That's what consumers told the building. They said, look, you need to make sure everybody knows 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Consumers was very adamant about that time frame. Yeah. Especially since the other tenant in this building is Kellogg. Which may have a lot of things that need to be taken down and brought up. Yes. And is a, you know, 
very one of the large few, company. Uh, one of the few companies that is actually probably bigger than consumers <laughs> energy. So they, they said, yep, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. And so I, you know, I go over there and I get everything set. And then, you know, it's seven something. And then I realize one of the, the, that AM station that I was at, it's run out of Kalamazoo, but the, with the, uh, it's not a direct shot from Kalamazoo to that spot in Battle Creek. We actually shoot to the top of the studio building because it's a 20, 20, (coughs) 21 story high rise. So that was the only, that's where we could get the shot. So it, there's a relay on top of the studio building that shoots up to the transmitter site. So I'm like, well, shoot, that's going to go down. And they play the Tigers games. So of oh, course, no. yeah, as soon as, yeah, if the Tigers go off the air, my phone blows up. So I had to run out there to the transmitter site first with our little cellular modem, which actually runs on FirstNet now. So that's actually kind of cool. Um, get that hooked up. And then I, you know, I'm racing over to the building. So I want, I want to get there before nine. They said nine o'clock. I get there before nine. I shut down everything that's non-essential and I'm sitting there waiting, waiting for consumers to shut off the power. I'm like, okay, you know, I see the, I see all the, you know, the contractor trucks outside the building just sitting there. I'm like, okay, what's going on? When is this going to happen? And then at nine 45, I actually see the train of consumers trucks start to come down the main drag in battle Creek. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. They're not even here yet. And it's nine 45. So then I can see them pull into the parking lot next to the building. And then they do their little half hour long huddle slash safety talk. Mm-hmm. And then finally the power goes down at 11. Oh no. Yeah. So I sat there for two hours. Just waiting for them to just, do their shit. Just waiting for them to literally just flip a switch and turn the power off on the building. That so then, sucks. Yep. <laughs> so then I go, I go around and shut down all the computers and then I shut down all the UPS units because I've got, there's no backup generator there. So everything's on a UPS unit. So it sounded just like freaking crickets, all the UPS units beeping. I'm like, well, let me just shut all those guys down too. Because they're not powering anything. Yeah, they're not powering anything. And they've only got (coughs) at max two hours of power. And this thing's supposed to go till 5 (coughs) a.m. Yep. So then I also have to climb up to the roof, shut off the UPS unit up there as well. And um, it turns out the power outage uh, shut off the elevators. Well, yes, I would presume the elevators run out of po- run on power. Well, there's supposed to be a backup emergency generator for one elevator and the the key fobs for the doors and everything, but it turns out that didn't work. They've they've never actually had to use it. They just know it was there, and nobody's ever actually, you know. That's hilarious. Yeah, thrown the switch to see if it actually works. Yeah, turns out it doesn't. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, this building we've never had a. It's it's downtown Battle Creek, right next to the Kellogg's plant. So it's had the most robust power out of all of our sites. We've never we've never had a power <clears throat> issue there until yep. Consumers says, you're going to have a power issue. Until Consumers was like, we're taking the power down. Yes. So then I leave and start heading home, and I'm like, okay, i got to get up at some time to get in order to get back <clears throat> to the building before 5 when everything turns back on. So I get home around midnight. At that point, you need to like a sleeping bag in your car, Andy, because at that point you should have just stayed there. <laughs> well, I get up at 4, and I'm out the door yeah. at 4.15 this morning. So you got like three hours of sleep. Yeah, and then um, I'm partially over to Battle Creek, and I get an email from the building manager going, Hey, heads up, I just got here. Consumer says... You're not going to have power until 9. Yeah. And I'm just like, son of a bitch again. Really? 
So I, you know, I pull off the highway because there's no way I'm going to go there and sit around for five hours. Right. Call up, you know, everybody in the Battle Creek office, let them know. It's like, look, you guys can go in, but consumer says there's not going to be any power till nine. So just, you know, cool your jets. Go back home. And then I was going to get, you know, help get the kids up and everything. Get them off to school with Kate so I could run back over to Battle Creek, be there for nine. Well, seven o'clock. Power comes back on. The one time that consumers is actually ahead of schedule and they don't like... Tell anyone. Tell anyone. <clears throat> it's like literally we talked to you three hours earlier and then you said nine and all of a sudden 7 a.m. you're <clears throat> actually done. Two hours somehow just disappeared. Yeah. <clears throat> so then I'm scrambling trying to, you know, get stuff on there. And then uh, one of the guys who was already there called me up and it's like, hey, the building's on. You know, some of the UPS units turned back on automatically. Some of them didn't. So I'll have to go through later and actually look at all our UPS units, see why they didn't turn on when they were supposed to. Some of the servers turned back on, some of them didn't, so it's it was a big mess of trying to, you know, luckily uh, the router <laughs> turned back on, so I was able to remote in and get some of the stuff booted up. But he's like, all right, when are you going to turn the board on? And I'm like, uh, the board should have turned on when all the computers in that studio turned on. And are the computers uh-huh. on? He's like, yeah, the computers are on. I'm like, well, what about the board? And he's like, no, the board's still dead. And I'm like, well, shit. Uh-oh. That is not good because it's a radio station. You need an audio board. Yeah. So then I run over to Battle Creek, and, yeah, the board's completely dead. I unplug the power, plug it back in, nada. I'm like, well, shoot, that's completely dead. But it's all it's all computers, basically. So luckily I have a backup of the configuration. I take one of the other studio boxes, because this is all audio over IP. I just pull it out, put it in the studio, plug it in, turn it on, load up the config, and that one is semi-working. Literally half, a, six out of the 12 pots show up. The other six don't. And I'm like, well, this is not any better. What, what the heck's going on? So I get customer support. I call them up. And of course, nobody's there because, you know, Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, Friday before Memorial Day weekend. Then they finally call me back an hour later and he's going through the config with me. And I'm telling him what I see over the phone. He's like, huh, the network card on your box doesn't seem to be working. Let's try a reset. We try a reset. And he's like, huh, it now says the network card doesn't even exist. (laughs) I'm like, well, shoot, this is audio over IP. I need an IP network card. Yeah. So luckily, I have another spare box over in Kalamazoo. So I call somebody up to bring the Kalamazoo box over. And then I have to go through the whole process again of unplugging everything out of the box, getting it out of the rack, putting the Kalamazoo box in, plugging everything back in, reloading the config. And then it finally works. And at this point, it's like noon. And I've been running on like three hours of sleep. And I'm just like, okay, it seems to be running okay. I'm just going to go home and sleep for a bit. I'm sorry, Andy. Yes, it has not been a fun week over here either. Yeah, but at least you didn't have COVID. Nope, just getting over COVID. So <coughs> that was, yeah. what, two weeks ago? Somewhere Three? around there. Yeah. But that can actually lead us into a topic because... Oh, yeah, topics. Yeah. We have a podcast. Yes, other than reminiscing about how crappy our lives have been the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Pfizer is submitting their under five vaccine to the FDA. Yay. Um, which is good because Moderna also submitted their under five vaccine. Uh, but for some odd reason, the FDA didn't actually go about approving it. So on June 15th, <laughs> the FDA advisors are going to review both Moderna's and Pfizer's vaccine for under fives. 
Cool. So, you know, better late than never, but still, man, that was the last couple of weeks just getting emails every single day about a positive case on the daycare has just been this, this, you know, vaccine would have been good, you know, a month ago, two months ago, Mm. back when, you know, Moderna. It'll be good for other people, Andy. Yes, I know. (laughs) It's like the student debt argument. Just because it didn't help me doesn't mean it's not going to help a ton of other people. Right. So like, let's get behind this. Yes. No, which is good. So. June 15th, Pfizer and Moderna are both going to be reviewed by the FDA for under five vaccines. Cool. Uh, you going to take Megan? Um, well, and Isaac, because he's under and five. And Isaac, yep. Well, that's the other question then, is then... Do you just wait the extra month for Isaac? Mm-hmm. And get him the, the, the five-plus vaccine then. Yep. Not a question I have an answer to. <laughs> nope. That's a that's a talk to the pediatrician <laughs> question. Yeah. Talk to the doctor not, who's Not been... talk to your friend. No. <laughs> Unless your friend is a pediatrician. Yes. In which case... Your friend probably still shouldn't answer, maybe give an opinion, but like, talk to your pediatrician. Yes. TTYP. Well, good for Pfizer and Moderna and the FDA finally getting off their ass and checking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? Well, also coming up in June <laughs> uh-huh. is the unofficial E3 schedule. Because E3 is canceled this year. Yes, E3 is canceled, but there are still going to be some... <laughs> Online well, presentation to show off what they've been working for. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So, what do we got? Well, Sony is going to have their State of Play live stream okay, on so June second. June second. That's next week. That's five o'clock here. <clears throat> okay, Thursday at five. Yep. Sony State of Play. This is when Sony is like, "Here's all the new games and all the cool things that we've built for the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Sony says it will be nearly thirty minutes of announcements and updates, with some exciting reveals from our third-party partners, plus a sneak peek at several games in development for PlayStation VR 2. Ooh. But then I have to buy the next PSVR, and I've got I've got PSVR. I need to finish hooking PSVR into my PlayStation 5. Andy, you want a PlayStation 4? God, I don't need... I, the Xbox 360 I haven't even touched. Yeah, because the games for it suck now. Well, probably. If you had better games, don't you think maybe you'd play it more? If I had better time, more time. There you go. I don't know, man. Isaac's getting to that age where, like, it's time to start handing him Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Brothers. Well, he's been actually watching a couple of Minecraft videos on YouTube recently. Uh (coughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, spaghetti. (laughs) Time to pick up Minecraft. Yep. The gateway game. Well, you know, he's watching some of the Minecraft videos, and then he's, you know, sitting there in the basement playing with the Legos. So I'm like, okay. Yep. You're kind of doing this backwards from everybody else, but okay. I mean, Minecraft is the infinite Lego set. Yep. When you play creative mode, give that kid a Minecraft subscription. All right. So then uh, Thursday, June 9th, Summer Game Fest. Okay. Uh, Let's see. uh, June 11th. Guerrilla Collective Indie Showcase. Neat. Um, there's another indie showcase Ooh. by Wholesome Direct on June 11th. I bet you, by the way, now that we've already passed State of Play, that Stray will be announced. The release date for Stray will be announced. It leaked this week, so I, I expect they'll make an official announcement there. Mm. Have you seen Stray yet, Andy? No, I have not. You play a cat. Oh. You are a stray cat in a post-robot apocalypse world, so humans aren't there anymore. It's all robots. There is a robot society. There are robots taking the place of humans, and you are a cat. Huh. It looks incredible. Like, just go right now, Google image search stray. 
Oh, that looks good. <clears throat> right? Wow. Like, I, when you when you talked about saying, oh, yeah, you play a cat, I'm sitting there in my head thinking, what, untitled cat game? No, you play a cat, and it looks fucking amazing. Yeah, no, this, I was, yeah, I was thinking something indie looking, like Goose Game, but no, this is definitely, nope. this is like cat in Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, so hopefully they'll announce it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry. You're talking about uh, Gorilla Collective, which is yeah, Gorilla Collective and Wholesome Direct, both on the 11th, doing indie game okay. shows. Um, <coughs> games, future game show put in by Games Radar is on the 11th. Xbox okay. and Bethesda, June yep. 12th. That's just the Microsoft one. Yep, that's the Microsoft one. Probably see Starfield. And then uh, PC Gamer is doing a PC gaming show on the 12th as well. The fuck is going to be shown at the PC gaming show? They're uh, PC games? It's, it's, that's what all the other things are. <laughs> <laughs> Except the Sony State of Play, which is really just PC games in three years. Or, you know, the Xbox games, which are, you know, games you can play on your PC through Xbox Game Pass or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Uh, the ones that are uh, unconfirmed are Ubisoft and Nintendo because I mean Nintendo does their own thing now anyway. Yeah, like the, yeah. Uh, the one the one thing that they know is been, has been canceled outside of you know E three being canceled is EA's Play twenty twenty two. We know that one is not going to happen this year. So no nothing from EA. <clears throat> well, no big event from EA, right? They yes. can still do stuff. Yes, but yeah. So the you know, unofficial they're not be announcing FIFA. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's the, mean, that's the unofficial June calendar of stuff. Summer months, man. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Sony, though, they actually had two things that got leaked, which they have now later confirmed. Yeah. First is that Sony confirms God of War, Horizon, and Gran Turismo live action. God of War TV, Horizon TV, Gran Turismo movie. So not necessarily live action, right? Just because it's a TV show doesn't mean it has to be live action. God, what are they going to do for Horizon, though? Because, like... Half the game is experiencing the story. I don't know. But uh, Amazon has secured the rights for God of War, and Netflix has picked up Horizon. Netflix is doing Horizon. Yes. That is bizarre. I wonder who they're going to get to... Well, if it's even going to be that story, right? Like, just because it's set in that world doesn't mean it's going to be Aloy. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of hope it's not, because that's a story that should be experienced by playing the game. It's so good, Andy. It's such a good story. It's crazy good. So add that to the currently already known Last of Us TV series, Twisted Metal. Which also, like, that's a story that should really be experienced via the game. Yep. Twisted Metal (laughs) TV series series jack and daxter adaptation plus we just had that uncharted movie don't know yep. if that's it, it came out that's all i will say about it it came out it was supposed to be decent i think i saw the critique that like tom holland is too young to play nathan, nathan drake. drake how old is tom holland anyway is, is he our age or no tw- no he's in his like mid to late 20s i think 25 that sounds like mid to late 20s to me yes that sounds exactly like <laughs> mid 20s so yeah, so that's that was another thing that came out. But then also, Sony is looking to diversify. I mean, are they? Well, they uh, they released. <laughs> are they really diversifying by just going into movies. They, well, they, they kind they, of have had a movie studio for a long time. Yes, but they they they, they was. <laughs> 
document that they released called yeah. PlayStation, The Road to Profitable Transformation. Okay, so by diversify, they really mean take the assets that we have and use them in other things. Well, they want to increase their live service games because traditional games currently represent 88% of the PS5 business model, but they, they see games as a service and live service games increasing to 55% by the end of 2025. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be something. I mean, I'm excited for it. It sounds interesting. It sounds like they've got some ideas. It also sounds like they're throwing a bunch of those ideas at the wall to see what sticks. Yep. They want to increase their PC games as well. Well, and they want to have exclusive. Yeah. They want to have aggressive growth plans in the mobile market. What? That they, they, they have aggressive growth plans for the mobile market. I don't know what aggressive growth plans are. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, leverage partnerships to build leading mobile development and publishing capabilities within Sony Interactive Entertainment. Hmm. Sony's got plans, man. Yep. They want to also they want to increase new IPs as well because they said look currently our existing IPs are seventy seven percent of Sony they want to they want to make it a fifty fifty split. Um, you should probably clarify that statement when you say that like IPs are seventy percent seventy seven percent. What what do you mean Sorry, by that? Existing IPs. So right, game, and the, the words before that are the important ones. Existing IP before that. I'm looking at the article, Andy. The IP type. A little bit more. 77% of what? Of Sony PlayStation Studio investment by IP type. There you go. How much money they're putting into existing IPs versus new IPs. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I thought they were actually just looking, counting raw numbers of current IPs versus new No, that would be really weird to do is count, like, how much I, what would that even mean, like, of existing IPs is, is existing IPs, no, it's. Well, you look at you look at their in the IPs. Okay, yeah. So I thought somebody looked, you know, took the total number of games Sony had released, yeah. and goes, "That's an existing IP. That's a new IP," and just added them up. But no, this okay, this whole but, money but then following would, the money makes more sense. Yeah. Also, like, what would new IP be in in that space? Like, if it's their first game, it's a new IP. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no, it's it is if this is seventy-seven you know, percent of their investment is to existing IPs. Things that are established, things that they have that they know, and 23% is going to new IPs. And they would like to swap that over more towards a 50-50 split. Which, I that part, I don't know about, because people like sequels. People, people also like new things, and creative things, and different directions. I'm sorry, how many, how many <clears throat> movies in the top ten are sequels, or part a of, of a series? A lot of them. I, I don't, I'm not doubting that, Andy, but... To get to a sequel, sequel you have to you have, have a new... to have a start. Yep. Let's let's take that case of that list of movies that are like sequels that are in the top ten, which is like all of them. Like how many of them was the movie that they were based on an entirely new thing, where like the original was groundbreaking and then the sequel made it better. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's somebody's like, oh yeah, you always got to buy a used car. Somebody's in my head. I'm thinking, well, okay, it's a used Someone's car. Someone's got to own it. <laughs> somebody somebody has to buy the new car first, right? Right. Ford is not churning out a factory of used <coughs> cars. That just doesn't work. No. So, 
All right. So yeah, those that's the Sony stuff there. Um, somebody else is predicting that the global gaming market is going to hit two hundred and twenty-two billion dollars this year. That makes yeah, it sounds about right. With about sixty-one of that percent of that in the mobile gaming market, which also makes sense. Yeah, I games mean, are I, popular. Yeah. Games are very, very, very popular. Mobile games, oh yeah. Are also very, very popular. Yeah, you know, it's probably not going to be, you know, the, you know, COVID was interesting to look at the game numbers. I mean, Animal Crossing profited by it. Yeah. How did Pokemon Go do over the last two years? They've made an incredible amount of money. Okay. I mean, that, cause that was the one I was I'm like, Pokemon Go is making, you know, makes money. We know that for yeah. a fact. But, you know, yeah. that's, a, that's a game where you're supposed to be outside going places. They, they did some work in the early days of COVID to make it better. Okay. For, like, not being able to go around. Um, there's now remote raids, so you don't actually have to physically be at the stop. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. Um, um, Harry Potter when they had the uh, the remote fortresses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But like you have to buy a special pass to do it. Uh, yeah, ours came free. But <laughs> yeah, there's there's one game here and there's one game you know no longer exists anymore. So yeah. Um. All right. Speaking of gaming, though, Microsoft. Have you heard of Microsoft Keynote or sorry Keystone? I mean Keynote. Yes, Keystone sounds familiar, but no. Well, there was rumors going around that the Xbox, you know, Game Pass um, was going to basically have their own version of a Chromecast. Plug it into your TV. You could stream all your Xbox games to your TV, (coughs) so on and so forth. Well, but wait, but plug it into my TV. Where's my Xbox? (laughs) Well, no, no, no. You're paying for the Xbox Game Pass, right? Okay. And the cloud gaming service. Cloud gaming. Okay. So it's like Google Stadia. I don't have an Xbox. No. Yeah. So they. A Chromecast. Yes, a Chromecast, yeah. <laughs> so they're working on their own version of a Chromecast to stream Xbox games. And okay. <clears throat> uh, somebody was going through some of the uh, Xbox OS <clears throat> code, and a code name of Keystone appeared in the middle of the Xbox lineup in the code. Okay. So somebody asked Windows about it and Microsoft about it, and they said, yep, it does exist, but... It doesn't work very well. uh, We've made the decision to pivot away from the current iteration of the Keystone device, so we're working on a new way of doing it. So yes, it did exist, and they want to do something on a game streaming device, but it's not going to be soon. So that was, it's actually one of those things where, you know, sometimes you, you know... You ask, hey, what about this? And, you know, the company line is, yeah, we do not talk, you know, we do not speculate on rumors and, you know. Right. We don't, we don't comment on potential products. Yeah. This time Microsoft actually came out and said, yes, this was. Microsoft was like, yeah, that, that actually was a thing we were doing. And then we stopped. Yes. So they're going to refocus our efforts on a new approach that will allow us to deliver Xbox cloud gaming to more players around the world in the future. I mean, good on them for like admitting it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I know that was like, oh, they're actually talking about it nice it's probably a like there's just no point in us denying it yeah uh take tune and zynga has been officially finalized okay so that when the ink has dried that is done the european agency for like measuring these things and, and checking these things has given the okay to the cerner oracle merger well, did you hear that uh, Broadcom is looking to acquire VMware for $61 billion? I was not aware of that. That's a lot of money. VMware is very popular. But Broadcom makes 
chips, right? Yep. So why does a chip maker want a software virtual thing? software <laughs> company? I don't know. They see some sort of connection between the two of them. Hmm. So Broadcom makes a bunch of chips. Yeah. Well, okay, so this isn't the first time. <laughs> it looks like okay, so they spent 18.9 billion for CA Technologies in 2018. And ten point seven billion for Symantec in twenty nineteen. So they have they virus. I guess so. That's what Symantec is, isn't it? Uh, that's what I remember Symantec from. Yeah, Norton LifeLock now is what it's called. But it's still Norton. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's a really weird thing for broad. Maybe they're just trying to, in general, diversify. Maybe. So yeah. So they, they do have a track record of acquiring enterprise software. So this is not new. This is just their biggest one at $61 billion. That is a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, good for them. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh. uh, and I've got some more space news, but... Um, How are we doing on time? That's where I'm at. Is... All right. Last thing. If I told you that yeah. there was a lawsuit between Red and Nokia, who do you think would be the defendant in that case? Red is a camera company. Yes. Nokia. Nokia is a phone company. No, no, no. Nokia. Oh, sorry. Not Nokia. Nikon. Okay. That's a very different one. Andy. Yes. That's that's a different one's finish. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> I believe Nikon is Japanese. Yes, Japanese started in 1907. That is a very old camera company. Shoot, 1917. Oh, I knew there was a seven in there. Not too bad. You knew there was a seven in there? You couldn't remember that it was Nokia versus Nikon, but you knew. (laughs) All right, whatever. Talked about lenses and cameras in the movie class. And that would be Nikon. Yes, that would be Nikon, not Nokia. Okay, Nokia's. Are you sure it's Finnish? I thought it was. No, it's Scandinavian. Nope, Finnish. Okay. Uh, all right. So there's a lawsuit in between, between Red and Nikon. Red and Nikon. Yes. Okay. I would expect Red to go after Nikon. You are correct. Because I would expect Red to have some form. This has got to be patent based. Yes, it is correct. Red has some ultra high definition chip or camera system, and they're claiming that Nikon is infringing on it. Data compression technology. Data compression? Yes, the lawsuit asserts that Nikon infringed on Red's patents in the Nikon Z9 camera's recent firmware update. There are supposedly seven patents that deal specifically with a video camera that can be configured to highly compress video data in a visually lossless manner. All right, yeah, they're saying that Nikon's latest firmware update enables raw video capture. And of course, as soon as that happened, Red's like, Red wait a second. Like, uh, that sounds like our stuff. Yes. Which, you know, every time I see this now, it's like, wow, Nokia, you were behind. It's, it's like Kodak all over again. It's like, we don't need to deal with this stuff. We're, we're big, you know? Well, Kodak had other issues. Yes. Kodak, it wasn't a, like, we don't... We're, Kodak wasn't going like, oh, we're immune from patent law. Kodak was out there going like, digital? Who's going to spend that much money for like two pictures on a floppy disk? Like, how much fidelity can you get on a... Like, the chips just aren't there and the, the sensors suck. And like, they got caught off guard with that. I'd, I'd put 
Kodak is more akin to Blockbuster or to uh, Research in Motion with BlackBerry. Okay. Right? Something came and made their industry obsolete, and they refused to admit that. Nikon just got caught behind the times. Yeah, I'm not sure they even, like, got that caught behind the times. Like, their stuff is not bad. No. it's yeah, Canon just... is certainly, like, ahead of them. For video cameras, yes. Yeah. Well, for, for DSLRs. Okay, yeah, I which, could, I'll agree with you on that one, too. Which is what a lot of people are using as video cameras. If you look at a lot of, like, streamer setups or YouTuber, like, mid, mid-tier mid YouTuber, like, they're just using Canon DSLRs. Hmm. Yeah, I could, I could see that, yeah. Because they can capture video. Yep. So. so, yeah, Red is now suing Nikon, so we'll see yeah. how that rolls out. But, yes, um... <clears throat> Should we hit the uh, randoms? Sure. It is my random review. Yes, yes, it is. You had an assignment, Andy. (laughs) I had a hell of a week, Dave. You had a hell of a week, so I'm guessing you didn't do the assignment. No. Okay. I don't want to review it if you haven't seen it. It's going to spoil the No, go review it. I I am reviewing Rescue Rangers 2022, the new Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. I don't even remember the actual, like, title. I think it's Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but the direct-to-Disney Plus release slash also in theaters um new movie and my my when i first saw the preview i was thrilled and ecstatic and i'm like okay this could look really really cool and then they did the second preview the second trailer and i'm like uh this looks like it's gonna suck and then the movie came out and we watched the movie and you know what it is andy who framed roger rabbit it's roger rabbit 2 it's not who framed roger rabbit i will say Who Framed Roger Rabbit is better. It is, however, the direct sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I say this not in a, like, oh, it's kind of like it's reminiscent of it. I... I in my head canon, it actually is the direct sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Not only is Roger Rabbit in the movie, (laughs) there is a scene where they talk about dancing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit, and they have Roger Rabbit. Not only do they have the Roger Rabbit in there... Disney, the studio, went to the original animators of Roger Rabbit and had them animate him. Oh my gosh. And they got, I believe, the original voice of Roger Rabbit to come back and do the voice. So, Roger Rabbit, who exists in no other properties, none other than Who Framed Roger Rabbit and that series, was in this movie, setting it quite firmly in that universe. Yep. Later on in the movie, um, there's there's this because I'm gonna spoil it if I go through all these details, Andy. Is How much f- of the spoilers have you seen? I I see none, which is also you've seen no spoilers. No, other oh, than God, that, there's Andy. all all I know is there's an ugly Sonic in there somewhere. Okay, so you do know about ugly Sonic? Yes. Okay, ugly Sonic is in there, but also not as a throwaway. Ugly Sonic is in there for a plot critical point. <laughs> oh my goodness. And comes back throughout the movie. It's not a throw... Like, it is a throwaway joke, but it's not just a throwaway joke. <coughs> Later in the movie, they're talking about, like, this this um, thing that's happening to uh, tunes that, like, involves erasing their mouth. And so they actually, like, show one of the tunes getting its mouth erased. Later in the movie, when they're going through that and, like, a, someone's about to get their mouth erased, the guy opens up his like, folder of stuff, like you would see in a torture scene. And there's erasers, there's stuff in that. One of the things in there is labeled dip. Oh, jeez. It is a direct sequel (laughs) 
to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It is really good. It is the story's okay. Like it's a it, what someone said it was. It's the same story as Zootopia, but without the social commentary. So like that's that's so so. Like yeah. okay, it's not great, whatever. But just the the callbacks to, and it's not just a pure nostalgia grab. It really is in the same way that Who Framed Roger Rabbit was like. Let's bring this world together. It's really worth watching. Ugly Sonic is in there. Spoilers. Um, like, I, I I, was thrilled with the movie. I was laughing a lot while we were watching it. Um, I, geez, it, it, is a, it is a Roger Rabbit sequel. I'm just going to okay. throw that out there. Um, they got a ton of the original voice actors to come back for various roles. Um, and even, like, a lot of the original cast for Chip and Dale, although they were not voicing Chip and Dale, were in the movie. Huh. I didn't realize that Tress McNeil was the voice of Dale, I think, in the original show. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah. She voices Gadget in this. Okay. Yeah. It was really good. It was very well done. It was very, very well directed. Um, it's, you know, there's, is it a perfect movie? No. Is Roger Rabbit better? Yes. Is it watchable? Definitely. Is it worth seeing? 100%. Is it kid-friendly? Ah! I'm not so sure about that. Kind of in the same way that, like, Roger Rabbit, Rabbit is really was, not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was thoroughly impressed and very much enjoyed this movie. Okay. Check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's... Also in theaters, question mark? Uh, if it is, it's probably a very selective run. Yeah, but it's 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 worth watching. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll <clears throat> may, at some point probably catch it. Okay. I still got to see um, Doctor Strange. We're doing Doctor Strange now on Wednesday. Oh, uh, we still need to see Doctor Strange. Well, you probably can't go now. I mean, <laughs> I could. <laughs> it would just be bad idea <laughs> that would be that would just be a bad idea that would just that would be a dick move right there Dave. It, it would be a dick move it would be you know a public health hazard yep like yeah yeah i i will not do that don't worry no, okay all right should we hit the random topic sure all right random topic rolled ahead of time what yep. is the biggest safety risk at your job sitting on my ass too much I mean, that's so like safety risk for me or like for people in general. Well, it says, what is the biggest safety risk at, at your, your job. job? At your job is a really weird statement, though, because what does that mean at your job, at your place of work or in the role that you are in? So, OK, so you're going for slip and fall accident on, you know, the steps outside your building versus is, is that at my job? So what I'm thinking, Andy, is, is if I think about you, right? You, from time to time, have to do things like climb fucking towers. <laughs> but other people at your job don't do that. No, but yes, my job description would be things, well, right, literally for, dealing with kilowatts of energy. Right. But for them, is that also at their job, therefore the most dangerous thing? Like, do I need to think about what everyone else is doing at work to come up with the most dangerous thing at my job? I highly, no, I'm just thinking you as Dave working Okay. At Epic and all the things that I do at Epic, what is the most dangerous? Biggest safety risk. Biggest safety risk? Yes. COVID? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Followed by the flu? <clears throat> Um, statistically, probably traffic accidents. 
Oh, hang on. I just unplugged myself and I can't hear you speaking if you're speaking. I, I have not spoken yet. Okay, there we go. Yeah, probably traffic accidents. Eating too much food at the cafeteria? No, that's, uh, no. Um, A, like, that's a lot of food. B, um, like, the food there is real safe. Our, our culinary team takes that very seriously. So everyone does should, safety yeah. stuff. It is, actually, um, this is different now than it was when I started there. It is now treated like a restaurant. Oh. So, like, it, it gets safety evaluations as if it were a restaurant. Well then, okay. So gone are the days when I could actually walk into the kitchen and go to the free the fridge. That that was the case when I started there. It was like if you've worked here for like three years, you can go to the fridge after hours and grab food. Then it was not, like if you've worked here for fifteen years, you can just go into the kitchen and grab whatever you want. Not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, mine is uh, literally I could electrocute myself. <laughs> yeah. You work with a lot of very high energy things. Yes. Um, um, I mean, tornadoes, I suppose. I, you know, I also, you know, that one time I drove a, an off-road forklift by myself after... <laughs> with no training. With Yeah, with after 30 seconds of going, oh, you play video games, here's your joystick. <laughs> here's here's the joystick for the, the fork. Here's the joystick to drive. All right, you're good. You're good. That's fun. Call, call me up when you're when you're ready to get picked back up again. That's amazing. I love it. God, that was such. That was both cool and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> I I love those moments as an adult of like that's it. That, that's literally it. You're not gonna like. I don't need to do anything else. You're just gonna hand that to me. Oh, it was like the time I rented a uh, a twenty twenty seven foot um, box van. Yep. And they just handed me the keys, and they're like, "Here you go." And I'm just sitting there going like. Like aren't, I, I, aren't I, things I need to know about this. I, I know how to drive, but like that's that's a, that's a this is a big freaking truck. Yep, it's even better. I have friends who went to Australia for their sabbatical, and they flew into Sydney, and they were going to fly out of Melbourne, which is basically the equivalent of flying into like Boston and flying out of Tampa. Yeah. Um, and they they wanted to rent an RV in Sydney and drive it to Melbourne. Okay. And so, so they go to the place that they found to rent the RVs, and they walked in, and they you know this has all been prearranged, but like. They, you know, they copy down the driver's license information, they copy down the insurance, and they hand them the keys, and they say, there you go. <laughs> this is this is their first time in a foreign country, well, that foreign country specifically, which is one of the countries where they drive on the other side of the road. It's totally different signage, it's totally different rules, and it's just like, here are your keys, have fun. Yep. No, I, I, yeah, I could, if I'm not paying attention, literally kill myself. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a big, that's a big safety risk. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to work pretty hard to get to a place at work where if I'm not paying attention, I could kill myself. And also the, I'm just thinking I could be a safety risk to others as well because we handle the emergency alert system. Oh, so if you screw up, you could get like thousands of people in danger. Yes, because, well, we're the, we're the LP2. So we're the main backup for Southwest Michigan for, you know, that sort of thing. Plus, um, turns out we also feed the audio for um, DirecTV and Uverse. So the my, my own satellite dish is getting an EAS alert from my own radio station. 
Yeah. So yeah, there could be a lot of people who, yeah, if our EAS box is not working as intended. So Andy can put a bunch of people at risk. Mm-hmm. Not only myself, but you too. Well, not me. Well, not yes, not you, but yes, Southwest Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on that uh, cheerful note there, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>